Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, how are you, sir? I'm doing awesome, Dwayne. How about yourself? I'm doing outstanding, but I'm improving. Yeah, yeah, we always are, aren't we? That's right. I mean, even when there's a bad day, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta say some positive things. Exactly. I mean, like you look at anything, it could be worse. I mean, you know, where you look at some of the people and their struggles in the world that they go through and, and you know, the trials and tribulations. And I look at my life and I'm like, you know, even with the stress and whatever you could find to complain about or whatever struggles you have, there's always someone, and I know it's sad to say out there, having it worse than you. So we have to really be, uh, you know, just be aware of how lucky we really are. Like for Father's yep. Day, I was telling, telling the kids in my school, I go, you know what? We are so lucky, you know, in our community and all these kids that sit in our dojo that their parents can, one, afford martial art training. They, you know, they have food in the refrigerator. At any given time, they just look. They don't know what it's like to be hungry or to be homeless or to not have, uh, you know, a, a roof over their head or money to buy food for the next day. And, I mean, we all live this very, out, you know, uh, un- unbelievably uh, not altruistic, a very, you know, uh, lucky life to be able to have that in our lives. And we have to really remind ourselves of that well we really are rich in the united states of america even if you're middle class or even lower middle class comparative to the rest of the world you are we are rich well they were saying um they were saying that even the poor have big screen tvs cell phones and and nike sneakers right so what we consider you know some of them may even be you know in these little houses or broken down homes but you know i always wondered which i thought was and, and this is not our topic but isn't it interesting at how um you know, even people who are really down on their luck, they have a choice to live well, right? Like I, when I went to Japan, the people were living in cardboard boxes. I swear to you, though, the cardboard boxes were brand new. They had a little cutout where they put their shoes. They take their shoes off before they went into their cardboard box, laid on a futon. So even their cardboard box was pristine and clean and maintained, right? You know, and, um, and they chose to live at that mindset, that level of, you know, not scarcity, but abundance, right? Right. So really a, a, a healthy respect for themselves and the things that they do have. Yes, exactly. And that's that's what we – I don't know if we have that sometimes in our society. We're so – you know, we think of abundance like, you know, the wealthy as like this big, huge, massive, you know, difference compared to the, the working class, right? Like some of the wealthy, have, they're, they're on jets and yachts and helicopters and living in 200-room mansions and they're a single individual, you know, and things like that when, you know, wealth is really not in what you own. It's how you act and how you live, right, and how much you enjoy. And we don't need that. You could have a big house or you could have a small house and still be just as happy. Well, we're right? a throwaway society. Yeah, isn't that amazing? It's, and I find that in the martial arts too, right? We're a commodity sometimes, our schools, right? We think about it and we say – um you know, oh, well, our kids could do 17 different activities, so if they don't want to do the dojo, it's not like we're going to suffer. They'll just do soccer, baseball, football, hockey, uh, you know, uh, swim, you know, the gymnastics, you know, whatever. So it's right. not like they're suffering. Back in the day, I, I only had, and I, I'm older than you are, but I only had Little League Baseball. They didn't have Little League Soccer, Little League Football. It was just Little League Baseball. That was it. So uh, that leads kind of into our conversation today. You know, I, I, I had a thought this morning about how lucky we really are, right? And, and as school owners, how lucky we really are. However, you and I speak about this all the time. Sometimes we get caught up in the thick of things. We're in the day-to-day. We're in what we consider, you know, that blender, the proverbial blender that, you know, we jump in, we spin around all day long, we work hard, we go home, we sleep, and repeat. And sometimes we forget that, um, you know, that we have so much going for us, and, but we don't know how to get ahead. We don't know how to jump that next level, right? So, you know, sometimes we get stuck. So what are some of your thoughts on, on that as well? Like, you know, you're, I love, let me just say a few things to the listeners about you, like with um, always reading, constantly learning, whether you're reading your audio, listening on the book on audio, um, years ago, you haven't done this in a while, but I remember when you first started, you used to always talk about how you'd take a weekend and you'd go to like a dreaming room in a hotel and you'd write down new ideas. And I bet you still do that now, but you're not going away. You're probably sitting in your backyard or, or in your living room, but you're writing things on paper. You know, just like me, I never stop with ideas, you know, always going and growing right? and trying to at least moving forward. So what are some of your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, thank you for, um, you know, remembering those things. Yeah, I don't uh, necessarily go away on those uh, 
like once a year, what you were referring to is once a year I used to go away and, and just kind of plan the next year, write down ideas, those type of things. Now uh, I'm able to do that, you know, really on a, on a weekly basis, if you will. Um, I will say that, you know, my Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays are jam-packed. Uh, they, I, I get a lot done on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. On Tuesdays and Thursdays are more of my uh, reading or research or relax um, type days where, you know, I'm not as productive, meaning I'm not getting as much paperwork done or as much physical things done. But those days are set aside for uh, learning, relaxing, rejuvenating, um, you know, problem solving, even ideas, those type of things where the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to me are just go, go, go days, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I've shifted a little bit, but because I have uh, a bigger staff, because I have a, um, you know, a head instructor that has taken some of the load off of, of me because I have a program director um, has taken some of the load off of me. I don't have to do some of those things where I can focus on different things now. Yeah, I, I know people always say to us, you know, done in a day, you know, like, and, and quite often, you know, you and I have said this, it's about how you delegate and how you organize your time. So, you know, learning those skills is something that I highly suggest to school owners, business owners, anybody who's trying to get ahead, even if you're a college student, um, rather than killing yourself in the monotony of study, 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 study all day long, there's got to be some time where you set aside for your health and your happiness, and then you study. Um, but also it's the efficiency of how you study, right? You know, knowing how to organize, okay, well, study, break your study, go to the cafeteria, go get dinner, come back, study more, or pick up your food, then go study and eat it while you're studying and relax. Maybe watch a little TV afterwards. It's really all on how you organize your day and your life. So what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, and I think that there's no, <clears throat> there's no cut and dry way to do things. Uh, I think that there are principles that need to be followed. Um, but if you find that you're more focused in the morning, let's just say when it comes to reading, then that's when you should carve out the time to do that reading is in the morning. If yeah. you see that that doesn't work for you, you're more focused at night, then you cover, you know, it, that's kind of hard for our business because we're a night business, really, uh, at least a second shift business, if you will, yeah. to a certain degree. Um, you know, maybe it is. You get done teaching, you come home, and you're able to read. Also, periods in your life are different. You know, obviously for you, when Kiara was, was younger, what you were able to do then is different than what you're able to do now that she's, yeah. you know, finished her first year in college. And, you know, so you're at a, a different time and place in your life. And so all of those things need to be taken in consideration. And the the things that you do right now <clears throat> may not be the same things that you do five years from now, or there, it might be a hybrid just based upon your situation. Absolutely. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head, though, as that, um, you know, when I started my school, um, you know, we're talking 27 going on 28 years ago, um, I was a different person then. I had way more energy. And when I say that energy, uh, you know, not only in vitality when I was younger, I had more energy. But um, but I had more energy, you know, mentally because I hadn't been through the ringer. It hadn't been the monotony of 27 years. You know, everything was fresh and new. You know, a struggle was just nothing more than a speed bump, right? You know, and, you know, now I'm like going like, do I really want to tolerate this or that? You know, sometimes you question things and when you're, when you're older, right? You go like, listen, I only have this much time for headaches. You know, back then, you would just keep letting, keep throwing them at me, and I'll keep knocking them down, you know. So our mindset changes. However, the one lesson that I think that we should teach to the to new school owners is that you don't have to make those years of mistakes. Sometimes you could do it the right way from the start. And, and whether you're not going to have to deal with those stresses anymore, that's perfect. But um, – you could absolutely be light years ahead of where you would, where we would have been now, you know, where you are now compared to us because um, you, you didn't make those mistakes. If that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And you know, it kind of reminds me of a podcast that we did when we talked about rules for your business. Um, you know, if I was uh, talking to a new school owner and, and I do um, on a, on a regular basis, different school owners that I coach, but you know, I always tell them like, Oh, okay, so for instance, one of the schools that I coach, you know, uh, the, it's a husband and wife team. 
the wife and I were talking, and she says to me, she goes, you know, we've got this student who keeps acting up, and, you know, this, all this. Long story short, <clears throat> I just said, you know, I know right now you feel like you need every dime. And mm-hmm. you know what? You probably do need every dime. Right. But what, what you have to factor in is the fact that, <clears throat> you're, one, you're thinking that you can help everybody. And, and I used right. to do that, too. I used to think that mm-hmm. I could actually, you know, help everybody. Yeah. Two, you need that, uh, that income, right, because you need to be able to pay your bills. Right. And what we don't look at is sometimes what we don't look at is the fact that we might be doing our, our, our other students who are paying us a detriment, a disservice. They see the need for that individual to go. And you don't take the step to do that purely be based upon financial reasons. And yeah. the end could be worse than, than, than where you're at right now, meaning, you know, if I were to just get rid of that one person, yeah, I lose that one person's revenue. But if I don't get rid of that one person, there might be three people that actually end up leaving Yeah, in the end. And so, oh, you know, it reminds me, and I just bring that up uh, with regards to rules for your business. If you go to our our uh, our website, you know, schoolowner.talk.com, you can go in the search bar and type in, like, rules for your business or something like that, yeah. and that, that podcast should come up. You know, it's interesting. Um, when you say that, I've lived that numerous times in my career, right, where I had that one parent, and I really, I really did have n- numerous people like that where you keep them, and it's not only for the financial reasons. You keep them, and you're like, I'll give you one more chance, you know, because we, we want to teach. Inevitably, we want to be the teachers. We want to help the person. We want to do the right thing, and um, that doesn't always help us. And I remember this in one case. I had this woman, and she had a daughter who was very talented, a daughter and a son crazy out of their mind family you know like like the the kids would you know cause trouble and fight and the mother was always saying something like she couldn't help herself there's always something negative and i kept them around for five six years until carrie tagawa the movie star friend of mine he was staying at my house um and uh he heard me on the phone with her and and he's like and we, by the way it was right after a tournament and uh, I'm quitting. I, I don't like you anymore. We didn't like, you know, he said to me, Allie, you got to get rid of her. You got to just get rid of her. That's it. And I'm like, you know, you're right. And I knew that for years. And when I got rid of them, I literally, people found out there was like a slow clap in my lobby, like almost like an Academy Award. It started off slow and everyone started when they heard it was true <laughs> that they were gone. They're like, yeah, we've been tortured by this individual. And then I had an autistic child that it would bite, kick, scream, spit, and I kept him around for two years. And then the parents left me because they saved 10 bucks down the road. And I'm like, thank God, go, go and go to the other school and see how it, how it is. But I lost more kids because they were afraid to have their child in the class because this kid had outbursts, violent outbursts, he'd strike, he'd bite, he'd, you know, so they didn't want their kids around him. Yet I wanted to help that autistic child, but I lost many people because of it. So bad, bad choice. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. <clears throat> now, um, I did throw up the uh, – I, I put inside the feed there is if you go to schoolownertalk.com forward slash 062, so that's 062, that is our 60, yeah, 60 second call, and uh, that was the one that we did. 60-minute uh, 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 call. <clears throat> no, 60-second episode. Excuse me. Oh, our 60-second. Oh, I thought you meant like a 60 yeah. – seconds like in time no okay yeah that gotcha. was our, yeah so episode number 62 is using your uh what was it uh our it says uh are you using these rules to run your school so we we talked right. about different rules to run your school so i just wanted to throw yeah. that up there since we referenced it yeah so so i mean uh, you know our topic is interesting because you know i, I have to be honest there's been many times that you know more so in the last eight years or so uh, and you know up until maybe seven years, where I went through a period of, you know, expanding my business, putting people in place so that I could delegate, letting them run the school, literally extricating myself from the entire process where I rarely went to my school. For like five years, I was rarely at my school. Um, you know, I'd show up and I, you know, I didn't, I was a little annoyed at why the parents didn't look at me as the head anymore. I was a little annoyed at why parents didn't see me as the teacher, um, you know, but then I had great people in place. And, but at the same time, um, you know, I, I was going through this period of burnout and then I had an issue, which I've talked about clearly on the air where a student left and o- opened up the school and, and so on. But I'm, I'm revitalized now. I really am. And you know this, you've talked to me over the last, uh, 
few months or more, and uh, I'm just really excited to be that owner again. It's almost like I'm opening up my school for the first time again. So, so my suggestion to school owners is, number one, is to really be sure to remember why you did it in the first place, right? We didn't get in yep. the business because we wanted to be rich, right? We got in the business because we wanted to teach martial arts. However, we can be rich by teaching martial arts. You could be rich, you know, being a garbage man, um, you know, but you could be rich, not only rich in values and all the other great things and accolades that come with being a teacher, but rich financially, However, um, you have to remember why you got involved in the martial arts, and it's because it was the martial arts. You loved the martial arts. You enjoyed teaching. You enjoyed being around people, guiding, leading, mentoring, and all of that stuff. So remember that from day number one because once you forget that, then you start to lose the will. And sometimes, trust me, we know this, right, Dwayne, where parents will, parents and students, they will suck the life out of you. And I mean it, they don't mean to necessarily, but, you know, their complaints, their their issues, their their situations, their families, whatever the case may be, sometimes it they pour it all on us. They throw up on us, and they and they and we we take it on, and we try to help them, and it's draining. Right, and that's where you you know I think uh, utilizing uh, different breaks in uh, you know that's why I that's not the only reason, but I mean that's one of the reasons why I close as often as I do because right. uh, I need to rejuvenate. My instructors need to rejuvenate. Um, you know, my uh, clientele needs to appreciate, you know, and right. so by, you know, being closed and then all of a sudden being open again or what have you, uh, you know, I hope that they understand and appreciate. I, I think they do. In fact, <clears throat> I have more compliments uh, than I have ever had people be angry that we close for two weeks for Christmas or be angry that we close, you know, for the week of Fourth of July or those type of things. But I think that those are vitally important uh, to uh, rejuvenate for yourself. Yeah, you know, it's funny. One of our clients uh, and one of my clients that I've coached, in, and his name is Paul, um, he's probably going to be on the call if he has, and he'll listen to it at some point. But he had a parent call up and threaten him. If you take off for holidays anymore, and if, you're, if you plan on closing down during holidays, we're going somewhere else. And he's like, he shows me the text message, and he tells me about it. And I'm like, hey, tell her, okay, go somewhere else then. Because – you know, you're like any other business, like any other school. There are going to be times when you're closed. You you can't be right. there for her when she feels like showing. And by the way, you could be open on the weekend of the holiday, and then she might not even show. So, you know, don't let one individual, and this is another lesson for those listening, don't let one individual control how you run your company. You know, when people say, you know, I've been talking, and you probably heard this before, I've been talking to a few of the other parents or a bunch of the other parents, mm -hmm. and we all feel – and I'm going like, okay, give me the list of those parents and we'll all get together and we're going to meet. Like I never go by, oh, all the parents said, you're like, bull crap. Three of them maybe if you talk to three. You didn't talk to all the parents. You don't know all the parents, right? So you got to be careful right. that you don't get manipulated by those type of people, um, you know, speaking as if they're the consensus, right? Yeah. Well, and, and you know, we're talking about motivation in order to grow. Uh, I like what Zig Ziglar used to always say. He used to say that motivation is not permanent but neither is bathing. And, right. uh, you know, you don't just take a bath once and then you are, you know, clean for the rest of your life. You have to take a bath or take a shower or whatever. You have to clean yourself every single day. Well, motivation is that same thing, is you need to be motivating yourself every single day. Um, you know, what motivates one person might be different than what motivates another. And that's why I think, you know, you had brought up uh, taking time off, reading good books, watching good or listening to good uh, uh, podcasts or watching good yeah. podcasts, um, but be careful that we're not. Be careful that you're you're doing so many of those things that you're not putting anything into action because that right. can be uh, to your detriment as well. Yeah, you may feel really good, but you you're not doing anything. Um, yeah. So I think it's important to listen and read things that you are wanting to investigate and learn about in order to fix a problem uh, in your business or fix a problem in your personal life uh, or whatever. Uh, and obviously, yeah, there's some things that you should read and watch to just enjoy. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're going to take a weekend to Ben watch, watch Stranger Things on Netflix or whatever, right, right. Or whatever it's called, you know, uh, that's, that's fine as long as you budget it, right? You budget that time yeah. to do that. Um, so just be and, careful that you're not, you know, sucking up information for, you know, sucking up information's sake because you, you can know, fall um, into that trap too. 
Yeah, you know, it's like that professional student, right? That's all they do is um, is study and go to school. And when they graduate, they go for another degree. And by the time they hit their 60s, they're finally ready to start their lives and they die of a heart attack, right? Like, you know, they're always in search of knowledge. Um, so knowledge without application, just like martial arts, without learning how to apply it, you can have a whole entire library of technique. Bruce Leo, he said there are three phases. He said it's the learning phase. It's the doing phase and it's the knowing phase or so, or the knowing, learning, knowing, and then doing where basically you learn the techniques, then you know all of these movements and then, but you don't know how to apply them yet. Your brain is caught in the analysis paralysis. And then there's the time where you're so good that something happens and boom, you just react to it like that. Right. So that's really, really important. So yes, sometimes I think our clients, they, they're doing coaching or they're, they're going into four different coaching programs online and they don't ever find the time to actually do something or they take little smidgens here and there, but they don't ever take one system and actually do it. That one system rather than 20 pieces of 20 systems could probably more so than if they did a hundred different little tiny pieces. Right? So it's very important for people not to, uh, you know, get caught up in that either. Yeah, and uh, so how do you how do you do that? Well, I I I think you do what's what I call I mean it's just in time learning. So when there's a subject or a topic that I need to learn about, that's when I'm going to go and learn about it. And uh, and actually that's when I digest it. I would say even more because um, it's something that is critical to my business. You know, for instance, if it were, let's just say it's uh, web SEO. Right. Let's just say I, right. I, I I didn't hire your company. Right. I was stupid, Allie. I didn't hire your company <laughs> to, uh, to do my web SEO. And so I buy the, the three products and I really, you know, digest. I mean, I dive into them. I spend the next three weeks or four weeks just learning SEO to fix whatever it is. And I'm not saying that that's the best use of my time. Uh, what I, I'm just using this as a point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I. I I could get really good in four weeks or I could get pretty good in four weeks uh, to be able to fix whatever problem that needs to be fixed and then move to uh, the next thing. Will another problem come up at some point? Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, I, I fix that and then I can move on to the, uh, to the next, next thing. And, and really, and I know this, this, this call isn't about this, but it's really uh, prioritizing the constraints that are in your business um, and then hitting the right. biggest constraint first, and then moving to the next constraint, and then and and there. And sometimes it's actually you know uh, when you fix that biggest constraint, you actually find underlying constraints that are there that you have never found had you not fixed that one in the first place. And I know I'm kind of going off the path yeah. of, of, of no, motivation actually, to no, grow. No, but this is, I don't think you are at all, because in my mind, I hear what you're saying as motivation, that you need the techniques, like, we could be all kumbaya, hurrah, you know, motivational, right? Or you could be substance-based motivation, like Tony Robbins, where he teaches you technologies to overcome your fears, your anchors, and all that stuff. So what you're saying makes absolute total sense. And, And, you know, that's the interesting part. Sometimes I think that School owners are too educated nowadays in what they have at their fingertips, like knowledge is at their fingertips. However, um, it doesn't mean that they're going to be more knowledgeable, right? We could Google anything, look it up. We could get an answer. You know, I was looking how to make some special meal the other day, and all I do is go on Google. Two seconds later, I have it. I was editing a video. I had a problem with the glitch. I went online, and within two seconds, there was a guy on YouTube explaining me out of it. Right. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to do that with your business on a day to day basis because it's just a theory. It's just a video. Now you got to put it into action. And then not only do you put it into action, you have to follow up and follow through and make it a part of your lifestyle, meaning that it has to become a system that you do daily. Many school owners buy these little prettiest boxes that, you know, objects or, you know, silver. What do we call them? Bright, shiny silver objects. Right. And and um, they use it for a few months, and then they're back to the same old rat race, back to the same old rut that they're in. So that's why I like this call. I was like, how does a school owner – how did you – I mean, listen, you, you've been doing this for how long? Well, 20 years now this year. Okay. So how did you – how do you stay motivated? It's been 20 years, right? Like, if you were a, a cop, I think in like two or three years you could be retired, right? I think it's a 20-year career or 25 years. Um, and then you retire or 30 or, you know, whatever it is. But for me, I've been doing it for 27 years. So what makes you, what gives you the energy? Like what, like, let's get a little deeper. Let's dig deep and get a little personal. Like what, 
what does Dwayne do, like, to stay motivated? I know you and I both talk behind the scenes. Sometimes we're depressed or angry or upset or, you know, frustrated. But what keeps you going? I know you're a religious man. You're a family man. Like, what keeps Dwayne going? That's a big question. Yeah, and I'll be totally honest. Uh, sometimes I feel um, uh, manic depressive because, you know, where right. I've got this super high and then all of a sudden there's a super mm. low – and and I'll tell you when my super lows are. My super lows is when if I teach, it could be one class, or if I teach all four or five that we have in a night, um, I am drained. And I am right. I could have had an awesome time, but because uh, I've given everything out on that floor, and I don't know. I don't know how people teach. I just when I do it, it's a performance every time. And I don't yeah, mean yeah, like yeah. a performance where it's fake, but it's no. I, I everything it. is into it. I'm drenching with sweat, and I've given everything I possibly can give. And so I, I, I set the stage with that because when I'm done, and it could be one class, and it could be four or five. Like I said before, I am so drained that I know that I I need about a good hour just to recoup. Right. And I had to I had to I had to learn that for myself. I'm I'm I am an introvert uh, personally, but when I step out on that floor, I look like an extrovert. And right. so doing doing that super drains me. And so I need I need about like I said about an hour to recover. If I could get an hour alone, uh, that would be even better. That doesn't happen, right. um, you know, when you have a family. Although it will take me about a half an hour to leave that studio, I'll actually wait till everybody leaves, and I just kind of decompress for about a half an hour, and then I'll go home right. and and eat dinner. And but 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 I, that took me a long time to learn that to understand yeah. that that was uh, that was a, a it, 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 I, I I feel really low because I'm drained. It wasn't because it was a bad situation and stuff like that. So understanding that gave me the the uh the wherewithal to go okay it's not that i'm going crazy <laughs> it's just that i gave everything so that's that's one yeah. thing um you know the support of of good family support uh is amazing it does wonders for you yeah. right where it's your spouse or your kids that are very supportive mm-hmm. um you know obviously you brought up my faith um you know that is that is probably the most important thing if not the most important thing uh to me where uh, obviously I'm referring back to, uh, you know, scripture for my information, uh, you know, where right. I would say, you know, the, the, uh, my boss, <laughs> you know, right, I refer right, right. back to my boss uh, for those uh, inspirational things as well. And then outside of that would be reading different books or authors. I would say Zig Ziglar was a huge impact in my life um, uh, with, with, within my business, especially in the very beginning uh, of it, uh, not yeah. that Les Brown or Tony Robbins or Brian Tracy didn't have any influence, because uh, I would be lying to say that they didn't. But Zig had a huge in- impact, and so listening to very, very good, positive messages, and and you know, like Zig always said, he always said, you know, you 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 pick up my CD, and this, I'm paraphrasing this, you, know, you pick up my CD when you're feeling down. He goes, but the problem is, you should be picking it up even when you're feeling up. Because yeah. then it's a preventative medicine to help you not feel down, you know, right, that right. type of thing. So, and that's so true where you, um, you know, you're going to turn to inspirational things like that. And then, I, you know what, as time has gone on, my head instructor, um, I rely on a little bit more now than I ever did before. I've pulled the curtain back even more where he sees more and he sees more of my frustration um, or he'll see more of my uh, down moments uh, than I would let him, obviously, when he first started back when he was 11 years old and then when he became yeah. an employee at 15 and yada, yada, yada. I mean, he's he's 29 now. So uh, I, I have another advocate with me where I can bounce things off uh, yeah. and say, you know, does that really sound like I'm being really mean or does it sound like I'm being too crass? Or uh, So that's been nice to have that type of relationship where, you know, he can say, yeah, that that, that, that does sound like you're a little jaded yeah. there, Mr. Brummett, you know, that type of thing. So Yeah. And well, a few things, I, you know, I agree. Like I have a friend that I constantly, if I watch his videos on Facebook for whatever he's promoting, I sometimes go behind the scenes and say, listen, dude, you sound bitter right now. 
the goal is not to be bitter. You're marketing your X, Y, and Z program. You want to stay positive. I know under in the behind the scenes thoughts, you're thinking you're going to throw a dig at this guy out there who's an instructor or that guy out there who's an instructor. Um, however, you don't want to uh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to allow people to hear your bitterness or angry feeling or anything like that, right? Um, one thing I did I did want to comment on after drain about drained after teaching. I remember um, being with my ex-wife, my daughter's mom, like you know, 20 years ago in Vegas, and I had to do. I um, taught two seminars where I was on stage speaking. Then they had uh, Herb Perez shot all these videos for Century. So I shot two video segments, right? And then I had a personal meeting with the, the Century staff. And then I went back after we were all done. We went out to dinner with the whole crowd. I'm like, I'm really tired. I want to go to bed. And she was like, are you kidding me? We're in Vegas. How are you tired? You know, and I'm going, you don't understand how draining this teaching thing is. But one good thing is, and I, I might recommend this to you too, is my, my yoga teacher had taught me this. He said, you have to be able to understand that you're not giving your internal energy to, to the class. Like you could be an actor on stage and act like you're tired, but not really be tired, right? You could act like you're, you know, you're putting in a thousand, you know, bits of your energy, but you're not really, it just looks and appears that way. So it always conserve enough energy for your prana, your internal energy. So I learned to do that more. Not to say it's not every morning from eight o'clock till till eleven thirty. And I come home and I love it. I like you. I sometimes, you know, my, my fiance will say, I'm gonna go out and get my nails done. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. And I'll just literally sit on the couch, do some video editing on my phone, fall asleep, total peace and quiet. The dogs are laying with me and I need that to recharge or else I'd be trashed for the rest of the night. So you have to be careful that you don't give that energy. And and you're you've run marathons, right? Before? Uh, running. I'm only yeah half marathon i've done some triathlons uh yeah so 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 i was that thought of me uh when you said their highs and lows right i think there's a thing called mar- marathon runners they have runners high and then they have depression like they run the marathon and once they're done they have nothing more and they get depressed it's similar to like when people get their black belt and then they end up quitting right? Because they think, hey, I've run the marathon, right? So it's like right. in, uh, with us, with school owners, you got to learn how not to let that affect you. And and it's not easy. And this is something that a lot of school owners go through this period of massive burnout where they become miserable and angry and they end up start hating their school. They hate their clients. They hate their being there. So you have to be real careful that you don't allow that to happen to you as well. Yeah. And I would, um, I, I, I would also, uh, you know, Write down the things that you're grateful for with regards mm. to your school. Um, right. You know, cultivating that attitude of gratitude is always a, a good idea. So if you're ever really, really down um, or before you get really, really down, really just stop and kind of – and, and I, I mean physically write uh, write it down, Yeah. Um, the things that you're grateful for. I told uh, – I went on a walk with my wife yesterday um, and uh, – because uh, it was Tuesday, right? It's it's more of a free yeah. day for me, and uh, so we went on a walk. I was able to do that, but uh, it just brought that up to say, bring back what I talked about before. You know that Tuesdays are a little bit more uh, free mentally. Uh, right, right. But anyways, um, you know, we were walking, and I told her, I said, you know, this sounds self-serving, but I just got to tell you this because it was nice to hear. Because I'm not always out on the floor teaching, but I had been. Um, uh, the week prior or something like that, I think. And I had this yeah. guy who came up to me just out of the blue and said, hey, I really love the way that you teach. And I was so yeah. taken back because I haven't got, I mean, I, it's been a while since I've got a compliment, right? Yeah. Um, and I go, I'm, I go, I'm sorry, what did you say? Like I, yeah. I, just, I had to hear it again. Uh, and uh, he said, I, he goes, I really love the way that you teach. I said, well, thank you. Um, right. And uh, so I had to share that with her. And she's like, no, 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 everybody needs to hear you know, that you're doing good. And so take that in when somebody tells you that you're doing good. Try to remember it. Maybe it, maybe even write it down. Have a gratitude book that you're writing things down and so-and-so on this date says this to you. And then you go to, and go back and open them up and read them and look at them. I've got a book that uh, I had uh, years ago, and this is when my head instructor was, gosh, probably 15 or 16 years old, the, you know, my current one, Um there was, I don't know, maybe a group of 20, 25 parents that got together and they wrote notes for Christmas uh, and put it all in a binder and the things that they were grateful for and thankful for and those type of things 
Uh, and I, I turn to that. I open that up, and I just remember, oh, yeah, I have that impact. Or, oh, yeah, this is what I do. Um, yeah. And it, it kind of helps ground me or brings me back into reality to stay motivated on, you know, what it is that I am doing and why, you know, this mission started in the first place, uh, that right. type of thing. I remember reading, and I don't know who it was because I read so many books in, in my life, but I remember one of the famous people saying that they had a a little kind of cabinet or, you know, box on their desk, and they would put all the the good letters, the letters of, you know, compliments, the cards that they got for Christmas, uh, you know, different emails they print, and they'd keep them there. And every once in a while, they would go through them to remind them of all the, you know, the nice things that people had to say and what they did and, and so on and so forth. So I think that, that that is something that exactly what we need to do more often because without it, um, you know, we tend to only see the negative, right? It's like everyone right now in our political world is like thinking about, you know, these poor children that have separated from their parents, right? That's like the everyone's up in arms and sad and depressed and, and maybe rightfully so. Is that your book? There you that's go. the book. Yeah, yeah, that's the book, right See? there. Yeah, yeah, and you, and uh, you know, so but but they're they're seeing negative, 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 and what happens? The more you see negative, the more you hear negative, the more you think negative, the more you believe that to be the world that we live in. You know, but uh, you know, if we were living in a, a world with some, you know, with uh, you know, uh, positivity, and our mindset is based on positivity, you're going to approach things. You're going to have more energy to be able to deal with struggles. You're going to be happier. Right when you could deal with all that, so one hundred percent correct, and that book is awesome. That's what people should do that, and you know, keep those compliments handy. So every once in a while, you thumb through them and you're reminded. Like I have a good friend of mine. I'll, um, he's a wonderful uh, person, and him and his wife work so hard at their school, and he's a phenomenal teacher. But he sometimes gets caught up in the negative, right? So I'll give you an example. For me, I, I think out of the box because I'm not living his life, right? So. He's like, oh, I have my car, nothing but car troubles, you know, blah, 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 this and that. I'm like, dude, buy a new car. Well, I don't have the money. I go, you do, though, because for the aggravation that you have when your car doesn't get you to work, the frustration and stress that you have dealing with not knowing when you turn the ignition that your car is going to start, um, you're probably paying more money on a used car than a new car, right? You could have a car that you could jump in and feel proud about. It's clean smell, looks good. It doesn't have to be a fancy car. But just that alone will make you more money. Does that make sense? Just like not having that stress will make you that much more productive, which in turn will make you'll be happier in class. You'll be happier around people. They'll see it. It just spills out. And all of a sudden, life will be better, right? So it's all about sometimes. I'm not saying, you know, if you're down and out and broke, don't go into debt to buy something that you can't afford just because it's going to make right. you feel better. But sometimes being frugal and not getting the things that you need and, and then the, the ramifications of that, that bad thing in your life creates more division and, and struggle, right? So sometimes you have to think past that. You have to think with the abundance rather than scarcity mentality. Agreed. No, I totally agree. Um, yeah. And, but you got to, you know, like you said, there's a caveat. You got to be careful, uh, but right. not, uh, uh, buying everything just to make you feel good. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, without a doubt. So, I mean, yeah, that being said, you know, sometimes though, uh, you know, like for example, people, they, they wait till the very last minute to put gas in their car because they're running late to an appointment and then they run out of gas and now they don't make it to the appointment because they have no gas. It's that mindset, right? Sometimes where, you know, I had a guy who wanted to do coaching with me and uh, he had a partner. When we did a partner meeting with him and the partner, of course, the partner was the guy, we can't afford anything kind of mentality where the other guy's saying, but we can't afford not to do it. But trying to convince that one guy that this is not an investment that you're going to lose money on, you're going to make money on coaching, um, it was almost impossible because he thought with, with scarcity while the partner thought with abundance. And I think that's going to be a major issue within their company because they have polar opposites. So every time one guy, guy is up and trying to be motivated, the other guy's going to bring him down, and, and that's hard. Again, it may balance, but at the same time, um, it was from that mindset. So that's that's bad too. Yeah, definitely. I I, I, I was thinking about um, that uh, webinar that we did, and um, it's the um, uh, the six. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The six steps of implementation. Um, right. and we've talked, we talked a little bit about, and I just, I want to throw it, it up there. It's a free webinar. Um, but, uh, if you're looking to 
you know, maybe take some of the things that we talked about today and putting put them into action to, you know, get things done, to stay motivated, those type of things. Um, you know, because when you complete things, when things actually get done, it, it helps you to be motivated to go on and do the next right. thing. So I, I think it's appropriate to uh, uh, to do that. So if you go to this post in uh, in this you know in our private group, uh, you can uh, you can click on that and get access to that. Of course, I could show it you know on the screen, but all those numbers and letters and everything ain't gonna matter. But if you go to this right. post, just it's, click uh, on it's it. the six steps. That, yeah, or you can go to schoolandertalk.com and uh, uh, you can find it there. Uh, if you're on a desktop, yeah. it's on the right hand side. If if, if you you know, click on a post, you have to scroll all the way down, that type of thing. But right. the six steps of implementation will be a good uh, a good start for you. Yeah, and you know what? I loved last week we did a great interview uh, with John Graydon and Chris, um, and, and it was just a great interview on self-defense and well. He made a comment, which I wrote down, and it says, uh, think outside your gi. I love that, and I'm, we, we got to use that, but it was really um, – it was really interesting because sometimes we're, we're thinking with like, you know, for instance, you and I coach and, and the, we tell somebody something like, oh, that won't work in my area or that could never work for me. I'm not that type of school. So sometimes you have to think outside your gi. And the other thing I, I loved he wrote, like sometimes the, the wife is paying the bills for the school. In other words, the spouse is out working full time and they're taking money out of her salary and their, their savings to keep the school open. So um, it's important for us to, you know, to understand that we have to learn, keep learning as we move forward and keep on growing. But it is so important, too, to have a mentor, you know, and a coach. I, I look at you as a, as a friend that I could come to. I, I feel that you do the same with me where we chat back and forth sometimes when we have struggles or frustrations that are not – that we usually air our dirty laundry right online, right? But, but, um, but you know, we, we definitely tell everybody what we're going through and how we feel and what we struggle with. But at the same time – I have you to talk to. I have some of my other martial art friends to talk to. You need those kind of people in your lives, you know, so that you're not isolated on a little island all by yourself. And I think that that's essential. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's part of that's part of motivation, you know. I mean, like yeah. you said, we've got our friendship. We bounce ideas back and forth. Uh, you go to breakfast with uh, school owners that you that you know. Yeah, just I go this to, morning. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, your regular Wednesday routine, right? Yeah, um, and Thursday too. You know, yeah. Yep. And so, uh, you know, I've got a group of guys about every other week we meet together. There's two of them. And, and, uh, so there makes three of us and they're not even in the martial arts industry, but it's yeah. nice to, uh, bounce ideas off of them as well. So. Right. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because, um, what may be working for me in my area might be different for you in your area. And then you might have a, like, for example, I'll throw out one cool marketing concept is that, um, my my student and uh, a partner in our Florida school, he's been doing really well with online promotions, so he's doing these free workshops. And, the you know, free self-workshop, free women's self-defense, self-defense, free focus workshop. And he's getting like 20, 30, 40 people to sign up. Maybe half of them will show up, and a few of them will sign up. And I'm like, well, this is the best free advertising you ever did. If you do enough of them a year – and let's say you sign up eight or nine each time and you do that five, six times a year, that's 40, 50 new students. That's a great student generation machine and tool. So there's a lot of really cool ways to do what we do, and that's why it's cool to network because he's doing well with it. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to start doing that here in, in Long Island. If it's working right. in Florida, it should work here in, in Long Island, so I'm going to start working on those too. And you do those with your field trips. You do those with a bunch of self-defense events and so on. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. And so if you have any last last things like what what you could close up with and say like what motivates you other I mean you said your faith, your family, reading, learning, like are there any other things do you have like a stubbornness to you that like I know I do if someone says I can't do it, I'm going to prove them wrong. I you know, I know I I'm driven under struggle, right? Like a if something goes wrong, I'm driven to make sure it goes right. You know, like the, what, what are some, do you have anything like that with you or? Uh, no, I'm pretty relaxed. Uh, I mean, I, I'm driven on the things that I want to dr drive forward to, but, uh, I guess, yeah, I, I mean, I did have a friend that, you know, when I told him that I wanted to do this full time, he said that there's no way you're going to be able to do this full time. And of course, you know, I, uh, I, I, it, it I had to get my off, dog, you know, he, he's bothering uh, me again. 
<laughs> um, no, it made me angry, up, and right? so I needed to sh- – yeah. So, But I don't know that that was the sole motivator. It really wasn't, you know, but, but I, I wanted to be able in the end to go, yeah, see, here, look, sucker. And I never said that. Right, you know, right. I never even – you know, I let they, my actions speak. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm probably weird when it comes to that. I, I, I don't let people bother me all that much. Right. That's good though. That's good. You've mastered that. You know, like this is a very personal business, right? Where the school is our baby. It's our invention from start to finish. I don't care what style you do, unless you bought into a franchise and they tell you exactly what to do and how to do it every step of the way. This is something that you built from scratch. You you started and you made the mistakes. You learned how to market. You made your own ads. It's all your own personal tastes and desires and feelings, right? So when someone criticizes that or tears it apart or, or leaves because they're unhappy, we tend to take it personal. I know I do. It's my baby. It really is. And I want everyone well, to Well, that stop. part, yes. That part, yeah. yes. When it's a, it's a client, that's a little bit different. If it's an outside right. source person. Right. I don't really care what they say, you know, yeah, but exactly. if it's a client, I do. Yeah, that's why I just heard some, um, I was listening to an interview with some social media people and they're like, I don't even read the comments. Like, you think Donald Trump reads the comments or do you think like, uh, you know, whoever, they're not going to, you know, you, if you did, you'd be tortured. You'd, you'd literally be in purgatory, like repeating those loops in your head all day long about that one person uh, complaining about whatever, you know. So you got to be real careful that you don't let outside influences um, bring you down either. That's why I said before, just because maybe w- one mom or one person said this negatively or whatever, you just can't let that be the consensus. You, even if they say, hey, everyone's saying it about you, you know, you're, you're all about the money. They all think the same. No, that's not true. Not everyone thinks that way. Maybe you do. No, but- and. And and this was before social media was really big, but I remember there was a family, uh, and specifically it was the mom, but, you know, I kicked them out. And um, she went around going talking bad about me. And, you know, my wife gets a little more worked up than I do, and she was she was very angry. And she says, aren't you going to, you know, approach this? I said, no. I said, I'm going to yeah. let my actions show who I am, um, and I'll let her actions show who she is. Yeah, you know, and in time, everybody will know who I am because I'm going to be consistent. And yeah, you know, and and it and it did. It played out. I, you know, I feel bad, and I'll say this next thing, not because I was happy that it happened, because uh, I'm not. But you know, her and her uh, husband got a divorce. They split up. Um, you know, the kids, of course, now are living in a in a divorced family. And and that's just, you know, it's horrible uh, for them, you know, and, and not that kids can't turn out well, right. to, but it's just not ideal, right? Right. And uh, so, you know, to say that she got her just dessert would be really cruel to say that. But I, I say that just because, I, you know, I, I bring this story up because I'm going to be who I'm going to be and I'm going to let that be shown. And right. I'm not going to wade in the sewer and try to get somebody that doesn't like me to like me. Right. Right. You know, and, and I used it. I turned it around and used it, you know, in a mat chat before uh, multiple times where I would say, you know, I was talking about something. I don't know. People, don't, you know, don't let people affect you or whatever. And then I would go to this. This is back when I was teaching all the time. And I would say, and really, I mean, can you believe it? You know, uh, there's people that don't like Mr. Brummett. Right. And then you'd see these kids like, oh, really? I said, yeah, there's people that don't like me. But I'm not going yeah. to let them affect me, and I'm not going to change who I am, uh, right. you know, that type of thing. So I even was able to use it into a mat chat. So yeah. uh, don't read the, the crap online, um, the negative emails. I mean, some of the stuff you may have to read in order to address. Right. <laughs> but but uh, if it really pisses you off, don't address it right away. you got to stop, and you got to step back and think about how you want to approach it. Um, and to be quite honest with you, we did a podcast on that with, uh, with regards to social media rules for your business. So just, uh, uh, look up, uh, go to schoolandertalk.com and look up that podcast for social media rules. Um, because that, yeah. that's going to help pr- protect you to stay motivated. Right. 
Yeah, and you know what? You're right, though, too. It's like, you know, you, there's always you could always look at things from the half-empty cup or, or the half-full cup, and that's important that you understand that it's your choice how you want to perceive it. I'm not asking you to be oblivious or to live in a fantasy world, right? But I'm asking that most people try to look at things from a positive side. Try to remember, too, and, and this is important. We don't realize this often enough. That sometimes when people are miserable, they're unhappy, they're angry, they, they're sometimes just spilling that out onto you because they're experiencing that right at that very moment. Like, you know, we had a dad, uh, you know, I, I don't remember how long ago, but he came in and he was just in a bitter, nasty mood, complaining about everything. I want to talk to Sheehan, blah, blah, blah. And then he, the next few days he came back in and apologized. I was just having a terrible day, you know, at work and this. And so it really had nothing to do with us, but it just was, he was in that mood. It all bubbled to the surface. He was at our facility and he just got angry and started to, he wanted to give the pain to other people as well. So sometimes yep. we have to be a little bit more understanding, empathetic, compassionate, and so on too, because sometimes it's not about us. The story right. is not about us. It's about them. So, yeah, I'm right. hoping that this is a good call for everybody. Do you, you want to finish up and close it out? Yeah, I just was going to say the, the social media rules to live by when running your business is uh, schoolintertalk.com forward slash 144. So it was our 144th. Uh, what, are we up, what are we up to now? <clears throat> this is 173. So today's 173. Holy, holy macro, man. That's insane, right? That's yeah, crazy. No, People just, love it. Cool. People love it. I mean, I meet people all the time, and they're like, you know what? I'm a big fan of your – your talks, you and Dwayne, and, and, you know, and then I was at a kickboxing match. I think I told you this probably about four months ago, and uh, the one woman came up to me said, I love it. I listen to you all the time while I'm cleaning in the dojo, and, the, and I talked, and I said, oh, I'm really honored, and the daughter, like, looked at me, the young kid, she's like 10, she looked up at me, and she's like, I recognize that voice. Like, she never met me before, but she's heard me so much, and she's like, I know you, you know, like that kind of thing, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I want to just uh, uh, let everybody know next week we have a, a very special opportunity. So if you're not, if you're listening to this on the recording and you're not a part of our private group, uh, you need to go to schoolownertalk.com and go up to the menu and click on the private Facebook group. Become a, it's free. Just become a private member uh, of, of, uh, of our Facebook group so that you can get to be a part of this Facebook Live next week. Uh, what we're going to do is um, we're going to answer your questions live on Facebook. Now, you can type them in uh, if you want, uh, or you could, we could actually bring you on on the video uh, so that you can ask us uh, via the video as well. If you don't want to do the video, you don't have to, um, you know, that type of thing. So uh, just, uh, you know, put that in your – pencil that into for next week. So that is – what is that, the 26th? 27th, I forget what that is, of, of June. Uh, next, next, June, next week on Wednesday is the 27th. 27th, okay. So, and then it'll be uh, 1130 uh, Eastern Standard Time. So right. uh, uh, for, pe for people like you in the East, it's 1130. For people like me, Central Time, it's 1030. Otherwise, you got Mountain Time is 930. And then if you're Pacific, then uh, you're 830. And I'm sorry if you're in Hawaii, <clears throat> you're going to have to get up early. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool, Dwayne. It's awesome talking to you as always. And uh, yeah, I, I'm you know I enjoy our chats, and it also motivates me. So thank you. You bet. All right, have a good day. All right, dude. Take care. Take care, everybody. Bye.